This is an encore edition of The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. Welcome to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes, an evolved perspective on life with dogs. Well, it's all Welcome to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. You're listening to Alternative Talk AM 1150 on this fine winter day. It's actually pretty warm out, rainy here in Seattle. It's easy for me, being from New England, to sort of forget in that it's the holiday season because I'm so used to cold and snow around the holidays. But here in Seattle, you never know what you're going to get. It is a fine day to take your dog for a walk. (laughs) (laughs) bring an umbrella that's right or a slicker yeah for both of you maybe yeah eric how are you doing i'm doing okay and you know you you mentioned taking your dog for a walk in right on the news uh, just before the show started they had talked about the way that you walk actually can affect your mood they say put a bounce in your step and you'll have a more positive outlook if you're doing a more slow gait you'll be more introspective and therefore possibly more down. But it seems to me like if you're already feeling good, then you're going to have a bounce in your step. And if you're feeling bad, you know, it's like which came first sort of thing. Exactly. However you do it, I think getting out and taking a walk probably makes you feel better. Yeah. And your dog too. I would agree for sure. And if you're feeling down, maybe force that bounce in your step and see what happens. Yeah. Fake it till you make it, I guess, is the philosophy there. That's uh, right. Well, um, really excited about, well, a lot of things. Always excited about a lot of things. But the the dog show's website just recently got a makeover. And uh, we're still filling filling it in so that it's... um, You you took it to the groomer? That's right. (laughs) Um, so it's, uh, it's news. Check it out. Dogradioshow.com. There's a, I have a part where there's favorite dog videos and I've got a blog and of course all of our now 302 episodes are archived on there on the podcast page and lots of other great stuff as well. So one of the, uh, new features on the contact page of that website is that if you, um, hit uh, at the subject line options, a uh, menu bar will come down and it will suggest some options as to maybe why you are filling out the contact page on the website, dogradioshow.com. Perhaps you're interested in advertising your business on the dog show. Perhaps you'd like a dog show car sticker sent to you wherever you are in the world. I can do that too. Hmm. Or perhaps you have a question that you'd like me to answer on air, which is what we're doing today. And if it's all three, does it suggest that? Uh, no. Is that a thing? No, but you could, I'm pick, sure. you could pick one. I'm sure there's plenty. And then fill me in. <laughs> of people yeah. that qualify for all three there. Yeah. So so, um, so I got an um, email from um, a woman in Utah about her, um, I think it was her grandmother's dog. So we're going to talk with her in just a minute. But before I do that, I just wanted to send a shout out to our partners, uh, the Natural Pet Pantry. They make raw and cooked food for dogs and cats made locally here in Seattle. You can find them online at naturalpetpantry.com. They have two locations, Burien in south, the south area of Seattle, and then in Kirkland, which is sort of northwest two great stores where you can get their products. You can also find their products in lots of independent natural pet stores around Western Washington. 
And then, of course, they offer home delivery as well. Great food, either raw or cooked food diets for dogs and cats. Naturalpetpantry.com. And then Pure Air, which is an odor eliminator for both air and surfaces or laundry or whatever you want to put it on. This stuff works so well. Uh, the folks from Pure Air will have a booth at the December 13th Pioneer Square Holidays in Seattle. From 12 to 4, demoing Pure Air. So stop by and see them if you're in the Pioneer Square area in Seattle, uh, December 13th from noon to 4. You can pick up a coupon for Pure Air and an entry form to win a pet basket, which includes Pure Air from Pioneer Pet Feed and Supply. So check them out. And you can also go to pureair.com, and that's A-Y-R-E, to check out their um wonderful products and order some or you can find it at lots of stores locally you can find it at the natural pet pantry you can get it at pcc mcclendon's hardware qfc mud bay lots of other places too so definitely check it out it works really well and then jet city animal clinic located in seattle on 12th avenue near seattle university dr erica anderson it's a great veterinary practice if you are not happy with your current vet or perhaps new to the area and looking for a vet They do great work there at Jet City Animal Clinic. You can find them online at jetcityanimalclinic.com. Okay, so going to bring Jennifer in Utah on to the show, and we're basically just going to be conducting a private lesson like I would with my clients here in Seattle, except we're going to do it over the phone and live on air. So, Jennifer, are you there? I am here. Hi. Good. Well, thanks for participating. This is great. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. I need the help. Okay. So we are talking about Buttons and Oreo, and they they are are Chihuahuas? Yes, they are. Okay. And how old are they? They're 11 years old, and they're two females. And they're litter mates, right? Yes, they are. Okay. And these are your grandmother's dogs? These are my grandmother's dogs. My grandmother is 92, and I've just recently moved here from California to take care of her because she's kind of wheelchair bound. So with them, I'm inheriting these dogs. Okay. So you will be caring for them moving forward, uh, kind of really supporting your grandmother as she uh, kind of like picking up the slack? Yes. Okay. And are you living there? I am living with her, yes. Okay. So they're 11 years old and they're female litter mates. So just want to say um, uh, for for people who might not know this, that female litter mates, you know, sisters is generally um, can be a very tough uh, situation. It's not uncommon for them to, you know, have some tension or, you know, have conflict in that relationship more so than two dogs who are not litter mates who might, you know, maybe the same age, but aren't litter mates or are different ages or are male, female or whatever. So just a heads up on that. A lot of times, um, I think if somebody asked me, I wouldn't recommend if given the choice to get two female litter mates because mm-hmm. of the. Um, so I just wanted to give listeners that information. But these two are 11 years old. They've been living together all their life. Mm-hmm. And uh, they are. Now, you sent me a, couple, a video of this, a short video of this. And um, it you figured out that the sound of your grandmother's walkers brakes. So yes. the brakes to her walker to help mm-hmm. her get around. It mm-hmm. makes this click sound. Yes. And that when that click sound happens, 
one of the dogs kind of goes after the other dog. And it, and is it always the same dog initiating or or does it vary? It varies back and forth. Okay. Um, and now you sent me a video. It was really short. And what I saw was, oh, okay. So does, um, has either dog ever caused damage to the other dog? Um, not that I know of since I've been here. Okay. Um, I don't know prior to, to it, to me being here. No. Okay. Uh, you haven't seen it though. Right. Okay. And how long have you been there? I've been here since August. I've been here a couple months now, okay. three, four months. Okay. Based off of the video, it didn't look like it was real serious aggression. It looked, you know, because it, it's tough to distinguish when you're not used to it because, it, mm-hmm. you know, they're, and, you know, all, all on each other. And you're like, yes. whoa, this looks really intense. But yeah, a lot of times, um, you know, dogs will get mixed up with each other, but actually not hurt each other. Okay. And so you've been there since August. I would bet that if if it uh, so it's a really good, 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 really, really huge, actually, part of this conversation that they haven't caused damage. And I would probably guess that they haven't. And if so, it was really rare if you haven't seen it and you've been there since August. OK, so that's good. Um, so. So in evaluating aggression and you know this is tough i mean i i invited you on the show because this is an opportunity for me to share a lot of information out there but you know anyone who's <clears throat> working with and especially after seeing the video and seeing that it it didn't really feel like it was really super dangerous mm-hmm. aggression yeah. um, otherwise i probably i don't know if i would have had you on for that because i'm really i've said this a lot before in my writing and all that kind of stuff that behavioral challenges especially aggression but really, any any sort of intense behavioral challenge, it's really, really hard to address in in an article or in a book or even on a television show, you know, where the other other experts are trying to, uh, you know, do this because every dog is so different. Right. So I really encourage everybody, you know, if you ha- if you are, uh, you know, working with something like this to hire an expert in your area to come and work with you in person so that they're going to be able to work with the situation for your dog or dogs as individuals, because every dog is so different. Um, But this brings up um, a lot of opportunity to talk about a lot of things and get some information out there. So um, now this is a click that gets set off one or both of them. I mean, one goes after the other and they, uh, it's not always the same one initiating it. No, not always the same one. they go after each other. Okay. And did you tell me or did I ask you already how long this behavior has been happening? As far as I know, this behavior has been happening um, for a while now. Okay. And have you have you witnessed um, in, in observing um, when, so the click happens and one goes after the other and then, and then what happens? Does your grandmother do something to try to break them up or what happens in that next moment? My grandmother, her, she's very hard of hearing, so she doesn't even know it's happening. Okay. And so um, since I've been here, like I, I'll break them up. And sometimes if they're still kind of in an aggressive mood right there in the moment, they'll start to go after me a little bit. Okay. And so um, I usually, I shush them and that kind of starts to, to mellow the, the the atmosphere with them. Okay. And how do you try to break it up? 
I just talk to them. That's the only thing I know to do. Okay, so you just go over, talk to them, mm-hmm. and then even just doing that, they'll they'll sort of direct at you. Um, yes, if they're still really heated in the, in the moment, mm-hmm. they will direct that that anger and kind of um, come after me a little bit. Yeah. Okay. The curious thing about this behavior is, I you know, one of the first things that I try to get to when I'm evaluating this is why are the dogs doing it? So, because that because that could be a number of different reasons. I mean, why would they do that? You know. Right. I feel I feel it might be jealousy. Mhm. Attention? Yeah, well I think attention is a big one. That's why I asked yeah. you know what happens. One of the things in the video that I noticed was that one went after the other and then just immediately looked at you who was taking the video. Mhm. And sometimes and I don't know if that was because you moved and were coming closer or if that was because they were waiting for almost initiating that in order to get you to come over and talk to them. Now, I had just clicked my grandmother's brakes and was going to start moving her around the house. And I believe that um, Oreo looked back up at me because I was holding the video yeah, camera. Yeah. So sometimes dogs will do like kind of act out and then be like and then look at you for what they're anticipating is going to come, mm-hmm. um, which would you know potentially be attention. Now, if this may not be and it pr- sounds like it probably isn't caused by that because you say your grandmother's hard of hearing and oftentimes doesn't even notice. Yes. So it's not like she's like yelling at them as soon as it happens mm-hmm. and they've just figured out it's a way to get her attention and like that kind of thing. Right. No. So mm-hmm. then we're looking at just tension between the two dogs and what's causing that mm-hmm. if that is why this is happening. Um, so how much exercise do the dogs get? Um, the dogs go in and out of the house. They have a backyard to play in. I let them in and out several times of the day. And since I've been here, um, I've started walking them outside. They're not very, they're not very good on the leash, but I have been training them more and more. Mm-hmm. And I do walk them together because they're, they're pretty much together all the time. So I do walk them together and, um, and I've been, been working with them with that. Mm-hmm. So their exercise, they do run around. And then I also, um, I play ball with them in the house and let them run up and down the hallways and things like that. Okay. One of the things that can cause this behavior is boredom. Um, so when we talk about exercise, mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm, there's sort of two categories of that. There's the physical exercise, like going for walks, you know, running, that kind of stuff, playing, mm-hmm. that, kind of, that's, that kind of stuff, which is really important. Mm-hmm. And then there's the mental exercise. And little dogs especially, they, they have kind of different needs as far as that mental to physical ratio. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, these aren't dogs. These are 11-year-old female chihuahuas. So, you know, if you were a marathon runner, you wouldn't be taking them on 15-mile runs right? because of the dogs that they are. They're not, you know, a husky or, a, you know, pointer or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so they don't have a, a really, really, really high, high, high level of need for physical. It doesn't mean they don't at all, but it's not super intense like another breed might be. Mm-hmm. But they're, it's almost like the intensity of the need for the mental outlet is almost more intense. So what I mean by the mental exercise is them having to figure something out okay. in, in a way that's constructive, you know, having to work for something. Dogs are uh, really, for the most part in this country, I would say generally kind of unemployed in modern times. And if you look back over the thousands and thousands of years that dogs and people have been living together, the nature of the relationship has been really working together. 
Right. What the job is depends on the, the breed of dog and what they were bred to do. But, um, you know, having having something to do, something to figure out, something to have to think about. And when we take them into our homes and, you know, provide them their meals and shelter and safety and all that stuff, and then give them really affection and maybe a limited amount of physical exercise, they're just kind of like, oh, I never have to do anything. I mean, I right. get my walks, but... How long are those, mm-hmm. you know, 20 minutes out of a 24-hour day? And um, so that's something to, you know, that I would really encourage you. There's some puzzles that you can get. I mean, training is kind of the first place I go to. You know, do an obedience class with them. You know, mm-hmm. find a trainer in the area who's um, balanced in their approach as far as, um, you know, like really mostly sort of a positive, but not also not afraid to say no and set boundaries and kind of equipped to to teach you how to do that as well. Mm -hmm. So not just like you always have to have a treat kind of thing. Right. But, um, you know, taking a class or something like that or, or some other kind of class, like a nose work class or something. If you're up for doing something like that, that would be great. Otherwise, you could go online. I'm sure YouTube probably has a ton of demonstrations. You could just play around with with them, teaching them some basic commands and learning how to do that in home. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't take much time every day. It's just a matter of doing it. So it's not like you have to, you know, spend two hours a day doing dog training. You could do a 10-minute session with each dog every day, and that would have a massive impact. Okay. Um, And they're not too old to be learning these tricks? No, that's a great question. Certainly not. Okay. I learn new. I learn every day. I mean, I'm not old, but I'm not a baby, you know. Yeah. So, um, so that's that's an important thing to to get at. Sort of looking at big picture, what could be causing this this tension between them? Are they just doing it because it's something to do? Click. Oh, that's my job. I'm going to go after you, or you're going to go after me. <laughs> it gets some energy out. It gives them a rush. They get an adrenaline rush. Mm-hmm. Something to do. Maybe they're doing it because of boredom. Um, that can certainly cause tension between between. I mean, it can. It doesn't even not even between two dogs. Sometimes dogs just live there. It's a one dog household, but they're, you know, destructive chewing or something like that. So if they didn't have each other to go after, it might manifest in a different way. Gotcha. So um, let's, as I take a breath, <laughs> let's actually take a break. And then we'll come back in just a few minutes and we'll get right back into it here with Jennifer in Utah, who emailed, who filled out our contact form on dogradioshow.com and clicked the option. I have a question that I'd like you to answer on air. And here we are, because this was a really great question. So um, talking about her grandmother's two chihuahuas who attack each other when the um, brakes on the walker click and uh, getting into that. So we'll be back in just a few minutes. You're listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. Looking for an easy way to give your dog's food a boost in nutrition? Or maybe your dog has a sensitive digestive tract, itchy skin, or is just a picky eater. We've had such great success feeding St. John Creamery raw goat's milk to our pack, and I recommend it to my clients all the time. 
You can get raw goat's milk for your dog all over the country. But if you live in Western Washington, be sure it's St. John Creamery you reach for in the freezer section of your local independent pet supply store. You can also pick up your milk at drop locations around the area. Visit stjohncreamery.com to learn more. That's stjohncreamery.com. Your dogs will love you for it. Eric, people ask me to help them with all sorts of doggy challenges. I can only imagine. Oh yeah, dogs jumping on guests, new puppy questions, behavioral challenges like fear and aggression, even dog food sensitivities. You name it and I've probably worked with it. But can you help people even if they don't live in Seattle? Absolutely. I've had great success with phone consultations and have even Skyped with people and their dogs from all over the country. Every dog should be approached as a unique individual. I've talked about this over and over again on the show. That's one of the parts of working with dog training and behavior that I love the most. Every client is different. If you're listening and you need help with your dog, just get in touch. I'd love to get you pointed in the right direction and answer all of your questions. Email me, host at dogradioshow.com. That's me, Julie Forbes, host at dogradioshow.com. I look forward to connecting. Wait, dogs can use Skype? We're really living in the future. <laughs> this is Martha Norwalk. Every Sunday morning, beginning at 9 a.m., thanks in part to the Whispering Dragon Center in Seattle, we cover the world of animals. This week, July 23rd, it's a best Sunday with Dr. Nels Rasmussen in the studio. Dr. Nels can help with emotional, behavioral, or physical problems. He can test for allergies, drug, or supplement compatibility and dosages for you or your animal friend. So call us for your free remote session on Martha Norwalk's Animal World, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150. Need help getting started with self-help? You came to the right place. Alternative Talk, 1150. And now, back to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. I'm living like a dog. I'm bored. Oh, myself. Well, welcome back to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. And I'm back talking with Jennifer in Utah, who uh, filled out the contact form on our new website, dogradioshow.com. The address is the same. The website is uh, refreshed. So check it out. And there is an option on the contact page for you to click on, I have a question about my dog that I'd like you to answer on air. And Jennifer's question was um, that her grandmother's two 11-year-old female sister chihuahuas uh, get triggered by the sound of the brakes on her walker when they click. And the dogs kind of take turns as far as who initiates it, but they just kind of one or the other will go after the other one and kind of attack them, except they're not causing any damage, it doesn't seem. Jennifer hasn't noticed any damage since she moved in in August. So what do we do? And uh, there's just there's a lot of opportunity to talk about a lot of different things. So I invited Jennifer to come on the show and basically do a, a abbreviated private lesson over uh, essentially over the phone. So uh, she did send me some videos of the dogs doing the behavior. So I was able to see a little bit of it and get a feel for it anyway, which was really helpful. So, Jennifer, welcome back. Thank you. So we were talking in the first segment about uh, just, first of all, meeting the dog's physical and mental energy needs. And uh, the mental part is the one that people a lot of times don't think about. And especially with little dogs, they have an intense uh, intense need for that mental more so than physical. It's not to say they don't have that need for physical, but it's more intense. The mental is more intense because 
these are not dogs that you would run 15 miles with, you know. Mm-hmm. So we were talking about some things that you could do. I mentioned just doing so, some basic training classes, you know, find a class in your area that you can go to. You can do some stuff at home. You can search YouTube for exercises. A couple more things I did want to mention. There is a website called Dognition, mm-hmm. D-O-G-N-I-T-I-O-N, mm-hmm. Dognition. And it's a series I've actually interviewed the founder, Brian Hare, um, who's a, a scientist in ethology. Um, so he's like a dog scientist. He's not like, he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's got this website, and there's a lot of really cool kind of tasks and games that you can play mm-hmm. to to specifically kind of learn, like, how how your dog thinks or learns. And then you can enter in you know, what what kind of comes of these exercises, you enter them into the website right. and then you help, you also give them data. So they're collecting, you know, th- these are, I you know, I did this exercise with two, you know, you would do two. So you'd have one 11-year-old female chihuahua and then another 11-year-old female chihuahua. It'd be kind of interesting for you to see how the two different dogs also differ in how they might go through these exercises. Okay. So dognition.com, you can check that out. That's a way to engage the dog's brains in a really constructive way and kind of fun, too, for you. Um, There's Puzzles. Uh, There's a brand called Nina Otteson, Mm O-T-T-O-S-S-O-N. And you can look at them online. And there are these puzzles. If your dogs are food motivated, you kind of hide treats in these different, they have all different sorts of configurations, but the dogs just really work to figure out the puzzle. They're like dog puzzles. Right. And they can really, if the dogs get really into them, they can really kind of burn them out in a good way. Right, right. Um, so they kind of blow my our male cattle dog, uh, which is a very intense, smart, high-energy breed. He just, like, they blow his mind. It's great. So you can try those. Those are fun, fun thing that you can do with the dogs. And then there's something as simple as like playing a game of find it where you just hide tiny little bits of treat all over the house and they sniff around and you just teach them how to how to search and start in a small area. And once they get the hang of it, um, you just then you just expand the search area and lead trails of treats literally into new parts of the house and Mm -hmm. um, just be like, okay, find it. And then they go and they're searching, 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 searching with their noses, which really Mm -hmm. is what dogs are meant to do. Right. And it uh, is work. So that can get them tired, too. You just want to make sure that they have plenty of access to water when they do that because it gets them thirsty. Got it. So what we were talking about a little bit on the break is that the first thing, so this was the first first thing of the first kind of layer. And I would usually do an hour and a half session if I was meeting in person. So I'm going to try to burn through this as fast as I can to cover as much ground as possible. First of all, meet the dog's mental and physical energy needs. We want to look at well, f- trying to figure out what is the source of this behavior. Why do the dogs go after each other when the walker breaks click? Why do they do that? You know, what's the motivation? What are they getting out of it? They, they take turns and nobody's causing damage to each other. Mm-hmm. So why are they doing it? Are they bored? Are they pent up? Is that what's causing tension? So is it just sort of an outlet for that energy? And it's just something, who knows why it started? It happened once. Who knows how the sound, you know, maybe it was a fluke thing and then it got reinforced. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd be curious, though, for you to talk to your grandmother Mm -hmm. about kind of the history of it, because I would have really liked to know when did this start? How long have they been doing it? Did it start when they were 
eight years old? Did it start when they were eight months old? Right. Okay. So you could kind of follow up with me on, on that and let okay. me know. Um, so the other, the other reason why training is good is like, well, how do you work them out of this? Um, there's some, there's some things that I'd be curious about. Like, um, you could have the dog's thyroid tested cause that can cause overreactivity or sound sensitivity or that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, are they on chemical flea medication? No. Okay, good. Um, that can cause like a agitated, um, phobic, uh, an- anxious, all these different kinds of behaviors. So that's good. And so I'm not so topical or pill. They're not on anything for fleas. No, not nothing like that. Utah doesn't have fleas. Thank okay. God. Lucky you. <laughs> um, okay. And then uh, what kind of food do they eat? Um, they get a lot of uh, actually home cooked like vegetables and um, and meats and different things like that. She doesn't really give them much canned food or, or anything. And okay. They do get dry kibbles a lot. Okay. And what kind of kibble do you know? Um, she does Purina kibbles. Okay. So I would, it's great that she's giving them, you know, meat and vegetables and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Definitely switch them to a, ideally get them off of kibble and onto something that's not as highly processed. Okay. And if, if she had to stay on kibble, then mm-hmm. I would want a different brand that is uh, higher quality, no grain, no byproducts, um, no fillers, no artificial preservatives, that kind of thing. Um, If you were local, I'd recommend that she just go completely off of kibble and onto something like the Natural Pet Pantry, but that's a local company here. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what's available in Utah, but you could also check out like the Honest Kitchen, which is a dehydrated food, um, and that's nationally available. Okay, like online? Um, Yeah, you you can just order it directly from the company, and I can actually send you a coupon code. Okay. And you can get a free sample bundle of that food. Okay. Um, and I'll post that coupon code on our website, too. So if anyone else is interested in that, you can order it. And they'll send you a free sample bundle. So, um, yeah, I mean, you could look for, like, a um, raw or cooked food diet. If you have any, like, uh, like natural independent pet stores around you, I don't mm-hmm. know, you know, what's available everywhere in the country is so different. And we're really blessed in Seattle for to have so many yeah. options. I bake and I cook. I can also look up recipes and make them doggy crackers and different things like that as well. I have no problem doing that. Yeah. So you can go to, um, there's a website that has some great uh, nutrition information on there. Mm -hmm. Um, She's been a guest on the show a few times, Dr. Donna Kelleher. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, wholepetvet.com and that's W-H-O-L-E. Okay wholepetvet.com and she's got a lot of information about nutrition if you wanted to make their food mm-hmm. just make you know make their complete diet that's that's great the only thing is that you just want to make sure that you're not missing you know that you vitamins and minerals yeah or just you know the correct ratio of muscle meat to organ meat to bone you okay. know or calcium phosphorus you know getting all of those things in it's not just about getting you know, ground beef or chicken breast and vegetables because right. that's just the muscle meat and they need a ratio of organ. There's a, there's a whole formula that you need to be careful of. So I, I think Dr. Kellehurst has some great information on home-cooked diets too. Okay. Um, and then if you need to supplement for that, Honest Kitchen can be great for, uh, for supplementing or travel or stuff like that. Okay. Uh, but getting them off of that, that Purina kibble would definitely be um, 
top on the list, easy to do. Um, okay. and just get them off of that because it can cause, uh, I've seen that kind of food have a direct impact on behavior. Okay. Over the years. Not saying that that's causing it, but that we don't need anything, you know, agitating them further. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so now one of the things that I talked about is, you know, my, my philosophy and methods are very balanced. So I'm not the kind of um, trainer that thinks that you should never tell your dog no or that they should never experience consequences because dogs say no to each other all the time with corrections. Mm -hmm. And also that's just the way the world works. Mm -hmm. So, um, but, you know, corrections and consequences, that's, there's a lot of responsibility that comes with doing that. You know, we need to make sure that the dogs understand what it's for. Mm -hmm. And also, first of all, need to make sure that we're setting the dogs up for success first. Right. So making sure that the energy needs are met, uh, you know, cleaning up the diet, getting them off a of chemical flea medication if that's if that's what they're, you know, on. Some dogs are super sensitive to that. Mm -hmm. um, physical and mental exercise, training, you know, putting structure in place, all that kind of stuff. And then if despite all of your efforts to set them up for success, give them structure, give them exercise, both mental and physical, feed them, you know, fresh food, all that stuff, and they're still going after each other, since they are not causing damage and that you are able to actually break them up just verbally. Mm -hmm. So I want to be very clear that the only reason why I'm recommending that you correct this behavior is because it is not severe. Okay. If they were biting each other or if they were biting you when you got in the mix of it and causing damage... I don't know if I'd even be talking to you on air right now. I mean, I'd talk to you on the phone, but I right. would, you know. So I'm really, really clear about that, that this is, that it's sort of a flurry, but it's not really intense. They're not causing damage and that you're able to actually break them up verbally. Yes. So I wonder what would happen if something just happened that they didn't like when they, one or the other, did that behavior. So the 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 sound of the click when your grandmother's walker breaks release or whenever it happens, it's this click sound that sets them off. Mm -hmm. So I wonder what would happen if, first of all, you put all, you do all of this work to set them up for success and then they still do the behavior. What would happen if you just like squirted them with a squirt bottle with water in it and told them no as soon as they did it? I'd have to try it. I, I, right. I haven't even tried that yet. So I would try that. Okay. Um, and they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. I mean, if that's what's going to happen now when we do this behavior, then that really doesn't work for us. So maybe we maybe we will stop that behavior and we'll just really more readily move towards the other constructive directions that you're giving us. Right. Now, there's something that I would actually do. Like this is where training comes in. Just obedience training comes in really handy is because they are so predictably set off by the sound, it can really just become like a habit. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not even a thought process anymore. You know, it, click and then one, wah, you know, they just kind of go nuts immediately, right? right? Yes, immediately. <clears throat> so I'd also be curious for you to do some desensitizing to the sound and really uh, cultivating, and I would actually do this before I would do the squirt bottle. I mean, there's no harm in trying the squirt bottle thing. It's mm -hmm. just water. It's not like, you know, but so you could try that. But 
uh, in back to the part of kind of doing everything that we can to set them up for success, I think some desensitization and also cultivating their thought process using training Mm -hmm. to put structure in place. For example, train them to go to go to a rug, separate rugs across the room from each other. Mm-hmm. One's on one side, one's on the other, and you're in between them. You train them to go to a rug and wait on the rug. Okay. And then good wait as they're waiting. Good wait, good wait, good wait, girls. Their names are Oreo and Buttons. Mm-hmm. Good wait, Oreo, good wait, Buttons. Good wait, good wait, good wait, good wait. So you're praising, 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 praising for the good wait on the rug. Once they've learned what that means. So you're engaging their brain and getting them thinking about the work that they're supposed to be doing. Okay. Then as once they've got the hang of the weight on the rug and they can do that and all's good and you can toss some treats while they're waiting on the rug and good weight, good weight, good weight. If they break off, probably be a good idea just to have them on a leash so you can just tell them no as soon as they step off the rug and then just pick up the leash and bring them back. Okay. Might be good to have someone else help you with this since it's two dogs. Okay. <clears throat> um, and you just establish that weight. And then once they're like, okay, we got the hang of this. Mm-hmm. Then what you do is you teach them to wait on the rug through the click. Okay. So once you've established the weight on the rug with no distractions, then you then you put them in a weight. Good weight. Good weight. Good weight, girls. Good weight. Oh, my goodness. That's the best weight I've ever seen in my whole life. You're really like giving it to them thick with that praise. Good weight. And you're praising them. Good weight, not good girl. Mm -hmm. And then you've got the walker right next to you. Good weight. Good weight. Click. Good weight. Good weight. Good weight. So you just get that click in as you're praising them. Okay. One or both of them breaks off. (laughs) Nope. On the rug. Wait, and you fix them. Okay. You could squirt if you needed to for that. If they're like, if they like run for each other in the middle, mm-hmm. you could you could add the squirt bottle with your word no. If they if they just like explode when you do that, but otherwise I'd just say no. You're they're gonna have leashes on them. Right. Oh, there's one of them. Yes. And then just pick up the leash on your rug. Wait. Okay. Good wait. Good wait. Good wait. Click again. Oh. Maybe they flinch, but this time they didn't break off. Okay. So they learn to keep connected to the thought process through the trigger that causes them to have that impulse. Okay. So you cultivate and strengthen the thought process and the work that you want them doing for you, mm-hmm. um, despite the click. And that can just help them help sort of work them out of that habit. Okay. Because it does sound like, I mean, it probably, if it happens every time, they're not even thinking about it. Right. Do you have any questions for me at this point? No, they actually, you're, you're, you're filling me with a lot of good information. Good. So we'll want to have, we'll have to do like a follow-up in six weeks or something like that. Yeah. We'll see how the girls are doing. Okay. Now there's not, I'm not done, but just checking in to see um, if you had, you know, if anything wasn't making sense for you or if you had any questions about anything else. I mean, anything about the dogs. So why don't we actually take a quick break? Okay. And then um, we can chat if you have any other questions. Um, We can chat over break and then we'll be back and we'll wrap this up. So you're listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. 
Eric, people ask me to help them with all sorts of doggy challenges. I can only imagine. Oh yeah, dogs jumping on guests, new puppy questions, behavioral challenges like fear and aggression, even dog food sensitivities, you name it, and I've probably worked with it. But can you help people even if they don't live in Seattle? Absolutely. I've had great success with phone consultations and have even Skyped with people and their dogs from all over the country. Every dog should be approached as a unique individual. I've talked about this over and over again on the show. That's one of the parts of working with dog training and behavior that I love the most. Every client is different. If you're listening and you need help with your dog, just get in touch. I'd love to get you pointed in the right direction and answer all of your questions. Email me, host at dogradioshow.com. That's me, Julie Forbes, host at dogradioshow.com. I look forward to connecting. Wait, dogs can use Skype? We're really living in the future. <laughs> Next week on Conversations Live with Vicki St. Clair. We are not bad people trying to be good, says certified therapist Judy Crane. We are wounded people trying to heal. We'll share stories from her new book, The Trauma Heart, and help unravel the trauma story. Because when we do, it makes sense. Catch up on podcasts at conversationslive.net and chat with Vicki on Twitter at Vicki St. Clair. And tune in every Monday at noon and Friday at 6 a.m. on Alternative Talk 1150. Exploring new territory every day. This is Alternative Talk 1150. And now back to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. Dreadful bark, some woman yells, hush up. The woman is louder than Peppy is, but Peppy will not shut up. Welcome back to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. You're listening to Alternative Talk AM 1150. And I'm back talking with Jennifer from Utah, who uh, filled out the contact form on our website, dogradioshow.com, and selected, I have a question about my dog that I would like to for you to answer on air. So if you have a question that you'd like me to answer on air, I may do so if you fill out that form on the website. It's just a contact form um, and select that uh, subject line, but it'll get to me regardless. So just go to dogradioshow.com and you can check out all the cool things on the website, including that. So uh, Jennifer moved in with her grandmother in August um, to help her. She's 92 and she has two 11-year-old female chihuahuas, their sisters, Oreo and Buttons. And uh, they have this kind of funny behavior where they, one or the other, and they kind of switch off, will go after the other one and kind of attack, although they're not causing damage, uh, which is an important part of this, um, at the sound of the click of the brakes on her grandmother's walker. So I don't have the, uh, well, I kind of would love to get filled in on a couple things. We'll have to follow up, Jennifer, on this and then um, certainly have you back for an update in a little bit. Definitely. Um, you know, how, when did this start? How old were they? You know, did it start with a different sound and then generalize out to the click of the walker? Did they do it to other sounds? You know, all that kind of stuff. But in the interest of the time that we have today, um, I'll let you fill me in on that later. And, um, and if you've missed any part of this show or any of our over 300 episodes, you can find them all archived on our website, dogradioshow.com. You can also find them as a free podcast on iTunes. 
So just go to the audio podcasts and search for The Dog Show with Julie Forbes, and you can download them all for free. And uh, be sure to find us on Facebook as well. We have a Facebook page, The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. You can be a part of the conversation in between our live shows every Wednesday at 2. So um, we talked about meeting their mental and physical energy needs in the first segment. And then the second segment, we talked about putting structure in place mm-hmm. with training. For example, teaching them to go to a rug and wait on a rug. And then once they get good at doing that with no distractions, and you can add in that sound, that click sound, and get them so that they're so good at waiting on the rug that they can even wait on the rug when that sound is being made. So that will help desensitize them to the sound because it's just a habit now. They've been doing it for so long. Right. So they, they just even have like a body reaction to it. So so that's an important part of it too. So we talked kind of generally about doing everything that we can first to set the dogs up for success and to prevent the behavior in the first place meeting their mental and physical energy needs, uh, you know, getting them off of kibble, um, especially the kibble that they're on. Okay. Um, You know, kind of those things. And then um, training, putting structure in place, Um, Get you know, taking a class locally or finding some stuff online that, or going to like dognition.com and doing some mental games, stuff like that. Um, And then we talked about just, Plain old consequences. Have you, you know, and I had asked you this, have you ever tried a squirt bottle? Those sometimes, I mean, consequence, if, 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 if they've never had a consequence for the behavior, that could be a huge piece of this puzzle where you just squirt them with water. You know, you mean we want to, like I said, we want to be doing everything that we can to set them up for success first, to be fair, so that when we do give a consequence, we feel comfortable and confident that we're being fair and that we're doing everything we can to support the dogs. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just, you know, you're going to go after each other. Well, squirt, squirt, squirt in the face with water. How do you like that? And if they're like, oh, well, I don't like that very much. So, and if that's what's going to happen when I do that behavior, then well, I'll do something different. And then, then they will be more like, you know, then they'll be really willing and happy to go in the direction and that you're providing them, um, you know, because we can't just cut off the behavior without giving them a different direction. Like, don't go there. You can't just leave them with that. You say, right. you got to say, go here instead. Right. Um, don't go down that street. Go down this street. So we want to make sure that you give them that constructive um, direction too. New paths to take. That's right. Um, for dogs, you know, if they're 11 years old, they've never had really any training. I mean, just some basic training and some structure can make a huge world of a difference. You know, these dogs are not hurting each other. You have been able to break them up just verbally. So this isn't a really deep set um, thing. You also said something else which was important in this equation is, especially with two females, is that they are oftentimes really sweet with each other and cuddle. Mm -hmm. Um, Let me ask you, do they play together? They do play together. Okay, they play together. Mm-hmm. So they that's probably the biggest reason why nobody's caused damage, because they like each other. They're buddies. Right. You know, they have a relationship. Yes. The The relationship factor is so undervalued in the world of dogs. It's just incredible. Whether we're talking dog to dog or whether we're talking dog to human. Right. 
um, it's so key. You know, if, if you're if if, I'm, if we were in a conversation about, well, how do I get my dog to do this or do that? Or how do you know, how do I get my dog to work for me or whatever? It's like, well, how's your relationship? You know, if someone was going to ask me to help them move, I'd, you know, they would be a good friend to right. ask me to help them to move. You know, you don't ask someone you don't know to be like, hey, can you help me move large furniture? Exactly. <laughs> it's like, well, I don't know I don't want to, but I will because you're my friend and I want to help you. Right. So, you know, don't underestimate the importance of relationship. Now, these two dogs get along well a lot of the time. They play together. That's huge. Mm-hmm. Um, I just actually recently received a book on play behavior in dogs that I'll be interviewing the author on at some point in the next few months. But I've talked about it before with Dr. Mark Beckoff. Uh, and I think maybe Patricia McConnell talked about it too on the show. Um, it's actually really loaded. It's a really loaded interaction and it's really important. So I love, love, love that they play together. That's huge. They play together. They sleep together. Yeah. They cuddle. And sometimes they get into a little bitch fight. Yes. You know, that's that's oddly triggered by the sound of the clicking of the brakes. So, mm-hmm. so you know, I think that you'll, with some structure and training and, you know, work those little brains of theirs and get them tired in a really great, satisfying way. Right. Get them off of that Purina food and make their food or feed them on his kitchen or get them on a raw or whatever food since you can't Mm -hmm. get natural pet pantry there. And I think you're going to I think we're going to be hearing some great success in several weeks when we reconnect and you give us an update on this. Good. Um, I'm be- looking forward to it. Because of all of those factors that are that are in place. Um, you know, I love it when when it is this way because I, I anticipate that you're gonna be like, Oh my gosh, you know, they're they're so happy, they're they're loving what we're doing, and so am I, and the behavior is so much better if not gone, you know, and it's just right. it's just a matter of knowing what to do and because a lot of times it's not that easy and the behaviors are really set in or the aggression is really severe and the dogs are causing damage and they don't like each other. And, oh, but it's a lot harder when when that's the case. So right. we have a lot of really, really like core, key, great parts to this. Um, so I'm optimistic. I am too. Good. Um, I, <clears throat> one of the things I need to do really and. Um, is to write out some more of this kind of information so that I have like how to teach go to your rug and wait on your rug so I mm-hmm. could just like send that to you. So maybe this will prompt me to do that. Okay. Um, but if not, I'm sure that you can find, um, you know, either figure it out or we could do another phone consultation if you wanted to off the air and I could mm-hmm. just kind of walk you through some of the training stuff if you feel like that was be- that would be helpful. Okay. Um, but just, yeah, putting that structure in place with training, it's kind of like, okay, well, that makes sense. But then when you're there in the living room with the dogs and you're like, well, what do I do? You know? Right. So, you know, and I wish um, I could meet you in person so that I could actually demonstrate that stuff. But we can't. So we'll just do the best we can with what we have. Um, so, yeah, I think this is a good a good place to start. And we're running out of time anyway. So, um Will, you know, you have my email, so, you know, you can keep me posted. I mean, I don't I don't want to wait, you know, six weeks to hear from you. So I'd love to I'd love for you to keep me posted on things and let me know how things go. And if you have questions here and there, um, 
you can get in touch if you're feeling like you want to do a phone consultation. I do okay. offer those more formally okay. um, where we could kind of get into more detail off the air if you think that would be helpful. Okay. Um, and then otherwise we'll just have you back for an um, uh, update. I thank you so much for just this advice right here and just kind of pointing me in the right direction and give me more options because I kind of really felt my hands were just so tied with not knowing what to do. Yeah. Yeah, and you don't want to do the wrong thing or make exactly. it worse. Yeah, I know, totally. Yeah, and I just I felt like it was starting to get a little bit, you know, going down the wrong path, and I and I didn't know how to stop it. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope this is helpful, and I I hope if you're listening, if you heard some information in here that you can apply to your own dogs, and that's helpful too. That's great. That's why I do this. Um, so again, check out our website, dogradioshow.com. You could submit a question you'd like me to answer on air, and I may do that. Uh, and uh, we have a, a lot of other new stuff. The website's just been redone. Um, so we're still we're still beefing it up, but it is up and running and uh, looking great. And uh, one of my favorite dog videos is posted on the homepage. I have a blog. I have posted some training and behavior articles on there. Um, and I'll be posting more as time goes on, but there there is some good information on there, too, that you can look up. You can subscribe to the blog posts and that good stuff. And then, of course, all of our episodes are archived on there as well on the podcast page. And you can find all of our over 300 episodes also archived on iTunes as a free audio podcast. And be sure to find us on Facebook as well. Just search for The Dog Show with Julie Forbes and you'll see the, our cute logo and if you want a car sticker, we have these really cute car stickers. It's the oval-shaped logo right there on our website and also on our Facebook page. Um, they are weatherproof. And Eric? Urine-proof as well. <laughs> we think. They are waterproof. They're car stickers. They're really cute. So wherever you are in the country or the world, I've sent them um, to other countries as well. You can just send me an email, host at dogradioshow.com with your address and I'm happy to mail you out some dog show car stickers. So Jennifer, good luck. I look forward to keeping in touch with you and your process and hearing how things go and then having you back for a uh, joyous update in several weeks. Thank you very much. All right. We will be back. You're very welcome. We'll be back next week, next Wednesday, live at 2 p.m. Thanks for listening to the dog show with Julie Forbes. listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes Wednesday afternoons at 2 on Alternative Talk 1150 AM Never miss another episode Listen to our podcast online at dogradioshow.com or download them for free on iTunes or SoundCloud